Michael Radio Broadcast advises safety at all times. Discusses underage riding, but celebrates the spirit of motorcycling. And how? Episode number 32 of the Biker Radio Broadcast, India's exclusive podcast on motorcycling, bringing to you stories of heroic riders, legendary mechanics and iconic brands, one story at a time. I'm Sunny. And I'm Shandy. Not every day do you get someone who has brilliant depth of knowledge, incisive insights and immersive constructs of a brand that is more than iconic. When you get to meet a Gordon May or a Mark Wells, or a Sachin Chavan or a Samrat Song do you realize how much an iconic brand like Royal Enfield has invested in research thought processes product and experience joining us on the long way home today is a man who is an artist a designer a coffee drinker a traveler a student a sportsman and a thinking man please welcome on the long way home Samrat Song Welcome to the long way home. Welcome to the Biker Radio Broadcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome. So, uh, where do we start? You tell me. Okay. <laughs> How's the golf? I don't play golf. No more. No, I never played golf. I mean, I actually played what twice in my life. Coming in, I saw an interview hmm. of you on YouTube. It says tea I, time. I know. I know. I know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I used to so, run a. So what is that about? So I used to run a brand called Louis Philippe okay. uh, and we used to sponsor a golf uh, tournament right. Louis Philippe Cup right. which was India's only pro am uh, team tournament that's right so I think they still run it we started it I ran it for 3 years uh, and but I I never bothered to take up a club after I broke one <laughs> <laughs> on my second attempt so no golf is uh, I'm going to stay away from golf okay it's not it sounds really familiar yeah. <laughs> really uh, when i was making zero money i had to dish out 2500 rupees to replace a golf club oh yeah it's <laughs> something very very similar something very very similar and i said i should no way am i going to do this <laughs> yeah I, and i didn't even ask for it i was one day i went out and i've always played all sorts of games and one day somebody said come come you will be good at golf so i went out and exactly. with some nice balls and uh, so we all got enthusiastic i also got very enthusiastic and everyone said oh today is your first day uh. with a 7 iron you're hitting 170 oh brilliant oh. so <laughs> next day you're driving range and then you're hitting and then somebody a uh, good friend came in and said look at this driver beautiful driver i just got this try this big bertha whatever whatever oh. <laughs> and 
So it's a funny thing, right? So I we didn't adjust for my height, my stretch, my this thing, and it was driving range, and you had this pole. Yeah, pole. So <laughs> finish the shot, and the um, club goes and hits the pole. The head comes off, and uh, the best thing no was more. Big Martha no more. And best is his, his expression. He can't even you know, because he's the one who's shoved it in my hand. So I really had to sort Are you of. Still friends? Uh, no, no, we are. Yeah. <laughs> so you no, didn't have to pay for it. No, I did. I did. I did. did? I did. Oh, oh, you just paying. Yeah. yeah. This is why he's friends. Oh, still. <laughs> no, no, that was terrible. That was terrible. But that I think is a good thing. It has just taken me off golf okay. forever. Yeah. So where did you start your? Uh, where did you start two wheels? Two wheels. Two wheels. My dad had a um, had a motorcycle. Okay. And it's one of those two-stroke icons. Uh, Uh, you know uh, the Czech motorcycle rechristened in India Mm -hmm. which shall not be named because I work for uh, a different company it rhymes with the right it does I I don't want for uh, but it is named after um, an Iranian um, it was named after an Iranian uh, village I I, I reckon Uh, so yeah so 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 I had that and then that of course, would let me touch it only if I clean it, and then mm, I yeah. snuck it out like everyone else. And um, where was this? This was back in Calcutta. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. So you yeah. grew up in Calcutta. I grew up in Calcutta. Okay. Yeah. They don't have driving ranges in Calcutta. No, no. This golf was <laughs> much later. <laughs> much later. <laughs> Those now days they I didn't do. even now know. They do. Now they do. Yeah. Now they no. Uh, Cal always had very good golf course. Tally no, Club. Golf course, yes, but yeah. driving range. I don't. I haven't no, seen the, one. The clubs have. Yeah. The clubs have. Yeah. The clubs have. Maidan has. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But. Those days, golf was in my radar only because of quiz. Nothing else. Right, I, mean, right. I hadn't even seen a quiz. Quiz, yeah. So we're really How's big that? in quiz. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, good, good-natured Bengali boy. Yeah. So Has to know. quizzing, yeah, yeah, quizzing is a big, uh, big sport. It's a big sport, actually. Yeah, it's a. Huge it's one of those legit sports where parents wouldn't uh, object. Yeah. Uh, because it was supposedly about knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. What, so what else was it? Huh? What else could it be? Uh, it was about uh, everything that college life is, right? A lot of times we pursue a lot of things. Uh, first, because we find interest in them. And then we find other people finding us interesting because we are good at it. Uh do you have peer pressure in, uh, in 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 quizzing? Like, were there boys in, in in school in the senior classes who were good? No, not really. I went to a boarding school uh, just outskirts of Calcutta, but still boarding. Ah, oh, and, really? Yeah, uh, Narendrapur Ramakrishna Mission. Ah, oh, yeah. you're one of them. Yeah, I'm one of those. Yeah. Oh. So, but good thing about I mean. Uh, boarding school is uh, we had a huge sporting culture so yeah. fantastic infrastructure wow. we had our, had our own stadium wow. um, always played cricket football wow. hockey um, volleyball yeah. I think boarding school with large facilities uh, allow people to develop in Can in uh, all around right, right. it's not it's very rounded uh, very rounded you are actually seeing the best guy in academics yeah. being absolutely shit uh, in the sports field and you're yeah. kicking their ass and it's just you know yeah. builds that kind of confidence and it allows you to believe that there are more things beyond classrooms 
the Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Hello and welcome back to Biker Radio Broadcast. I'm Shandy. And I'm Sunny. And today we're talking to Samrat Som of Royal Enfield. He set up the apparel and wearable gear portfolio and is the designated head of creative studios at Royal Enfield. Time now for a creative cracker. Say cheese. What's your name? It's our 32nd episode. Oh, you mean Battisi? <laughs> yes. I hope there's some wisdom that's come with the Battisi. Look. Hi, this is Samrat. Samrat, Samrat, Samrat. And you're on the long way home. It's so good to speak to somebody who's you know, from the creative field. Because uh, you guys get to see things in different layers. You know, you cut the cakes in such thin slices and then you pick out each slice and say, oh, this is different, this is different, this is different. But I have a problem with this whole use of creative Okay. How are you not creative? You yeah. guys are. You okay. guys are. So we, I think we accept it. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he, we don't say. It. We don't say. It. We do it. We do I, it I would imagine day. we see it in the same layers, right? Very pompous. <laughs> <laughs> no, but why? One of those days today. You know what it is? I love Wipro's line. It says applying thought. Applying thought. There's yeah. nothing more to yeah, it. There's nothing more to it. Yeah. No, really. Yeah. I think creative is a really abused word yeah. it is uh, it is a really abused How word when did you get yourself into this rut <laughs> which one which one, which one? <laughs> <laughs> okay how many ruts are there <laughs> there are many yeah, yeah. I'm not going to spell them out for you <laughs> so, uh, so college was uh, college was Calcutta, Calcutta so I graduated in economics um, uh, I I I really wanted to do something with my hands. Um, I mean, my mama's side, they're all painters. They've all been painters. My mom's mamas were painters. They're fairly well-known painters in in Bengal. Then I saw my mama who really struggled, who was a Calcutta Arts Art College graduate. And... um, I used to be really fond of him. Lots of art books. Uh, grew up with them, around them. Um, and so funny thing, once uh, he got a new Van Gogh book. And he was mm-hmm. a big fan of Van Gogh. Mm-hmm. And he would ask us, a couple of cousins, uh, whenever we would trouble him too much, he would say, okay, copy this. Wow. They're interested in art, copy this. You know, wow. And then I did something. And then um, he praised the other elder cousin of mine and said, uh, you know, he's much better. And he was two years older than me. And he's he's much better. And you have no future. (laughs) So I got very angry. So I stole that book. Oh. I stole that book in the the house itself. Basically, I took it from his room and went into another room. Uh, It was one of those rare books where uh, Van Gogh is not known very well for his um, sketches, pencil sketches. But uh-huh. he was brilliant. Yes, some of his pencil sketches were really pencil and charcoal drawings were really, really powerful. So he had this one where the the picture I was copying, there's this dog which was really recoiling and, and with fangs out and all of that. And I drew a collar on that dog and a leash and I pegged it uh, on the ground, on the book. On the book. On the book. Not bad. And then I left the book. That was my revenge uh, with my mama. And I know for 10 years, nobody found out. I don't know whether they didn't flip through the book or they flipped through and they thought it was part of the painting. I just think they later. (laughs) 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 But it is most likely nobody bothered to flip that. 
फ्लिप थ्रू सोचने में क्या सोचने में क्या सोचने में बाइकर रेडियो ब्रॉडकास्ट लिसन कनेक्ट राइड ऑन सो सम्राट्स डैड वॉज अ टेक्सटाइल केमिस्ट एंड ही वॉज एट द इंडियन जूट इंडस्ट्रीज रिसर्च एसोसिएशन ही वॉज अ केमिकल टेक्नोलॉजिस्ट एंड वॉट ही वॉज वर्किंग विथ वॉज हाउ जूट कैन बी यूज इन डिफरेंट एप्लीकेशंस यू नो एस्पेशली अपैरल या बिकॉज जूट वॉज ऑलरेडी बींग यूज इन होम फर्निशिंग एंड पैकेजिंग and uh, the toughest challenge uh, which has still not been resolved yeah. is basically trying to get to use jute in apparel that's right so uh, his dad wanted him to be an engineer as usual but as luck would have it samrat ended up studying textile design with his knowledge of textiles yarns and his stint in louis philippe he got to learn a lot about luxury and styling and his research on brands was pretty exhaustive and pretty much makes up the fabric called samrat as it became apparent to us so we asked him of his days in kolkata hi this is samrat 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 and you're on the long way home kalkara was fun growing up in kalkara was college fun. college was jadhpur uh, jadhpur university okay. so i was there till graduation so you ended up uh, so ended up studying economics no i ended up studying economics in calcutta and then i wanted to do something with my hands mm-hmm. so i applied to basically all ad agencies in calcutta unbeknownst to my parents okay at the same time i wanted to fly fighter aircrafts so first i wanted to get to nda uh, which i couldn't because i couldn't crack the ssb what ended up happening is my dad said engineering then the first ssb interview clashed with my board exams so board exams i had to take then we wrote to ssb saying please move it clashing with board exam it clashed with iit exam so my dad said your choice i said this is b sir in take iit so when for ssb there they said you know you're not selected which means you don't have officer like qualities so okay. i spent next 2 years or 3 years figuring out what is so officer like qualities okay. so when it came to after graduation or sort of getting into third year what to do everyone's preparing for mba i didn't even know what mba was well i wrote the cat and went to some of the interviews but i had absolutely no clue what do you learn there basically my funda was have fun in life yeah. okay yeah. i had no clue about real life what do you do at work and yeah. so i had no clue what i wanted to do i thought army was a good thing my very early dad took me to ima we were in dehradun and he said let's go and see ima so we went and took a round and that seemed very interesting so and then later you realized you if there's no war you don't do anything you just yeah. you know and if you're good at sports then you can play sports if somebody pays you you get a decent amount of money to just wear uniform and and play So and if you could fly planes, imagine yeah. it's a it's a good life. You have to. Yeah. I mean, nobody told me about ejection and uh, uh, you know landing up and yeah, those concepts were not there. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it sort of looked all good. And um, second time I went, I did. Oh, you did go the second time. I did go second time. Oh, you did go. Again. Ah, so uh, you try for NDA after your twelfth. Okay. And uh, I don't know if you have taken Air Force. So uh, for no. Air Force. they they do a pilot aptitude test okay. which is a once in a lifetime test so you either go through it if you okay. don't then you can't apply for air force ever, ever. again okay yeah so i got through that yeah. right after that they said you know why we do this because uh, <laughs> pilot koi gadha bhi ban sakta hai jaise ki driving hai yeah, uh, so, uh, 
कुछ भी हो सकता है वी आर ट्राइंग टू मिनिमाइज द गवर्नमेंट एक्सपेंडिचर सो दैट वी डोंट स्पेंड टाइम ऑन समबडी हु हैज वेरी लो एप्टीट्यूड उसको बहुत धक्का लगा के सिखाना पड़ेगा पता लगे हवाई जहाज भी काफी महंगा होता है हाँ महंगा होता है मतलब अभी तो हवाई जहाज तो अब चार उड़ाओ तो एक तो क्रैश कर ही जाता है मिग ट्वेंटी वन कॉन्फिडेंट told the group they asked the standard question used to be so what happens if you don't get through uh, so i said i said this is really trash mm. because you're not telling people what is this officer like quality <laughs> so this is my problem <laughs> i'll tell you another incident later <laughs> so i told them you know this 1958 brazil was going to sweden to play world cup football yes. and they took um, like psychological test of all the all the players yeah. and the psychologists ended up saying you know there are two people who cannot who are not fit for the pressures of world cup finals etc so one was a 17 year old pele who won it for them yeah. and the other one was garincha yeah. who won it next year yeah. 1962 yeah. right but he played equally well so you know your uh, psychological tests are also alpha call i don't believe in them i i absolutely agree with that even today i absolutely believe that even today right. but anyway maybe i just speak too much Right. so they said probably this guy is not good um for yeah. armed forces maybe it's for how did you know uh, that we know that about you that you speak too much <laughs> <laughs> my my reputation must have preceded <laughs> uh, somehow I, maybe it's you guys who bring it out i i have become quiet i don't speak a whole lot but i think yeah. when you Are amongst people where there is a sense of I don't know comfort. I don't know creative. <laughs> See it through different layers. <laughs> But my question is: Did you go and draw another book? Was there a book, was there a book lying there somewhere? <laughs> I wish. I wish. I think it would have been easier for me to do something like that. Uh, there are lots of tests where they when they asked us right, to draw, right? Draw. All those, uh, all those. Um, But that time you didn't know. Okay, reject will happen. Correct. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. So this week we have for you two my ways. Mm. One is Shandy's my way, and the other is Sunny's Your, my way. Sunny's my way. So my way is a road report from a rider who records, you know, his or her experience of their ride on their own phone and. whatever the experience and they send it to us on 8920276675 using whatsapp audio so this time we have riders from the himalayan heroes headed by ethan white who was on an 11 day tour of nepal's valleys and here he is reporting from muktinath my way hey ethan white here so yes we made it up to muktinath It was an insanely beautiful ride up. Only a couple unforeseen problems which came in the form of roadblocks because of landslides. Um so we've got a diverse batch of, of fellows from the United States, Britain, and Australia. N- nobody's rode in this part of the world before, so it's a a very fresh thing for all of us. Um 
And we're just kind of taking it day by day because we've been riding for seven days now. And each day is amazing. And, you know, you're so tired. You know, we're having a hard time sleeping well because of the time difference. So it's kind of, it's, it's insane to try to, two days feels like a week. And you just can't differentiate because of the obstacles. So we made it up to Mutanoff. 14,000 feet in the town there by motorcycle at about one afternoon we rolled into town and um, you know there's snow on both sides of the street there's a little bit of ice our Royal Enfields are carbureted so it was very interesting to feel the climate change um, from 7,000 feet to 14,000 feet um, how much it changed the motorcycles um, handling characteristics right um because we lost a lot of acceleration i mean these bikes really started to sputter um when we got up on the mountain and you know that's predictable i mean the, the bikes are resilient they're pretty awesome they handle a lot the suspension's good um but you know you take any motorcycle up to those kinds of elevations and they're going to start behaving quite differently um so it was just very interesting to um to witness it happen over the period of um a day's ride you know you can only do so much research into a trip like this but experiencing it is truly something you, you cannot prepare for because the diversity of of the culture of the road conditions of the weather of the people that we come into contact with um there's just so many variables that i could have never accounted for for instance you know my new favorite food is dalbot okay we got a saying out here it's dalbot power 24 hour no toilet no shower you know this is a food i would have never thought i would ever eat in a million years i mean we just don't have that kind of food in america and so it's just a really cool thing my stomach took a week to get used to eating the food out here where i just kept feeling not sick but but not comfortable after after eating and, and i'm at a place now where i can eat the local foods and i'm i truly am happy after a meal and it's, it's really cool. It's a really cool transition to witness. My way. That's Ethan White at Country Grammar on My Way. By the way, you too can be on the show like Ethan and record your experience of the ride that you're on on your phone and send it to us at 89202-76675 using WhatsApp audio. Welcome back to The Long Way Home with Samrat Soam. And we asked him about his motorcycling. Hi, this is Samrat. And you're listening to Biker Radio Broadcast. Are you a solo guy or you're uh, a group guy? I'm definitely not a big group guy. Not? Uh, no, I don't. I've never ridden in a big group. I have not ridden actually that much. I, yeah, I think it would be nice to ride with just a couple of like-minded people. And, Why is that? Um, you don't get lonely people? Um, no you know it's funny with you guys i don't know somehow i i i find myself to be talkative and uh you guys thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I'm not. I, I think in a big group, I <laughs> become. Just it <laughs> yeah, in a big group, I, I find myself um, uh, quieter than, yeah. And not necessarily insular, just I like watching people. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I'm. Maybe I have a fear of rejection. I don't know. I don't oh, go up. Uh, I don't go up and um, introduce myself or talk or, or broach a subject. So, okay. uh, yeah, it's. I don't know. It's a bit strange. Maybe it's not. It's just. So it works. So what's been your finest ride? Ah, finest ride. I mean, I haven't ridden that many that much, but it, it has to be that. Yeah, the my first accident must have been. Uh, that's my favorite in Salt Lake. I took out. Uh, half a bumper of a premier padmini oh my god <laughs> yeah did you get caught uh, i get caught as in yeah, we crashed we the, the oh, guy came out somebody in the car i mean because yeah yeah so the car was coming from the wrong side oh, i was okay. going on the right side i had a pillion i didn't have license it was still my mo- dad's motorcycle i tried to avoid it i hit his rear bumper and you know those old premier padmini bumpers they oh were oh my god so they sort of broke chrome. right in the chrome exactly yeah. chrome chrome uh, right in half i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah right in half oh and my god the guy came out and he shouted and it was calcutta right so he shouted he gave me more lecture than than actually shouting at me right. Uh, and then he drove off. He, he just Achha. complained. Hey, he drove he off. Away. Yeah. And then I got home and I got a big thrashing. First, my ah. dad inquired if the motorcycle is. No, bike was quite all right, actually. Achha, achha. Yeah. How did you come to know? Huh? How did you come to know? You told no, me. No, because my knee was busted achha, achha, and all that. And, you know, I had a friend who was staying over with me. And so we limped back home. And and then he first inquired how the motorcycle is. The usual, you know, the usual. And then later he felt bad. So he said, yeah, so. You still got the bike at home? No, yeah. In fact, when I moved to Delhi, I wanted to bring the motorcycle to Delhi in '96, and in the first instant, my dad knew I just won't. Yeah. So by the time I went back, he sold it. So wow, we don't have it. Yeah. Uh, but then I later I got my. So when, when did you get your first motorcycle? Your own motorcycle. First motorcycle in '99 in Ahmedabad. Okay. Uh, yeah, as a Bajaj Caliber. 110 mm-hmm. whatever okay. uh, 110 cc um, yeah it had a but i i had to make sure i always loved the round headlights so i right. mm-hmm. you know i wanted a more classic looking motorcycle right. mm-hmm. and my first preference was yamaha rx100 but those were uh, out by then okay. because two strokes were out by then yeah. right. Right. so i had the i had that wanted to buy uh, at that point of time, Royal Enfield, but just didn't have the confidence whether I'll be able to ride a big heavy motorcycle. Right. Uh, those days, mileage used to be a big sort of concern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I actually had that bike for very few few months, maybe. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. So what do you think, Ben? Do you think that idea of the auditorium was a good idea? Yeah, it has audio in it, so Torium. more like a more like a listening booth actually. <laughs> so, what Bike Radio Broadcast is aspiring to be is basically a listener to the motorcycling community. Exactly, and uh, we would like to use this forum as the auditorium for everything that's motorcycling. You know, so we could showcase anything. It could be art. It could be yeah, it could be, and it could be road safety. Yeah, and gear. 
absolutely but as an observer and more importantly as a listener of the community one of the more interesting dynamics that we have experienced from day one is that everyone is on a journey and that is to find oneself and well they are kind of at different stages of their journey and you know usually they're ranging from either the spartan to the fancy dressage oh yeah of uh, riding gear yeah and and there's even tattoos there's yeah. like personal tattoos body art and this difference between the rider and the tail feather hmm. has always kind of intrigued us yes absolutely and i think that is exactly what this question is all about and we couldn't have found a better guy you know so this question we put to the man who spends most of his creative energies planning the look and feel of the royal enfields apparels and riding gear offering and even though he has a problem with using the word creative <laughs> he thought we were creative hi this is samrat 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 and you're on the long way home you know there's one one question hmm. really there's one big question identity is a huge part of this community right and you are in a space which is creating that identity also you know right now all the visuals and all the whatever they are they are more acquired right there's nothing which is us as a society or something mm-hmm. but what we'd like to know is how do you deal with identity in the apparel space <clears throat> it's it's very interesting it's this is what i did my um masters on in some ways masters in design on yeah. and that's when i got interested in uh, really deeply in how brands work mm-hmm. and it's a very simple theory thought whatever you call it is that as human beings we operate between somewhere between two extremes one extreme is uh being absolutely individualistic the other extreme is being part of a group mm-hmm. uh being part of something bigger than you mm-hmm. a tribe group whatever mm-hmm. and there are very few who are absolutely individualistic they're usually judged as crazy uh, they're in the margins a whole lot of people are absolutely part of uh, really without any individuality part of a larger conversation larger uh, narrative but most of us are trying to figure where we are in this continuum and we resolve it for ourselves by telling stories okay and we tell these stories first to ourselves we somehow find these stories and tell these stories to ourselves so it's a bit like i first believe that uh, the story of outdoors forest mountains beach whatever it is this this is what i like Mm. either i like it or i see someone and then i get inspired saying oh this is a fun thing to do and then i get involved and then all the then i start finding all the symbols that represent this story mm-hmm. so it could be a jeep it could be a motorcycle it could be a tent it could be you know the photographer vest or you know all the things that represent this mm-hmm. some get into this by doing it so if you are if you grow up around forests then you end up doing it without realizing you end up being part of the story but a lot of times those who are you know come from a more sanitized sort of background in that sense urban background we try to find our stories like this some 
find them in suits and ties and corporate environment and some find now i think brands and it's not only brands products become symbols to tell the story and think about it it's it's been there from time immemorial you know the prehistoric man when he was going out to hunt and coming back in the evening and around the fire he was what was he doing he was drawing on the wall of the cave and he was drawing a little story saying here here was this elephant and we all went out and we sort of surrounded the elephant and killed the animal and these are group of hunters but here was me who through the last peer or the first one or who blocked the way or who did something so the man is actually or uh, if there was a woman they were actually telling a story about themselves but also about being part of the group that went out hunting mm-hmm. and they were figuring out they were of course giving themselves a place and all of this was being done through symbols because mm-hmm. these are all representation right and over a period of time these symbols have changed these symbols have become products or brands that we use and i think so the identity gets connected here beyond my everyday identity whoever i am indian bengali uh, husband wife um, responsible son father whatever it is beyond that i need to find whatever my identity is and therefore i find a story some people go all the way and become part of that story so they go and explore the world the story mm-hmm. is of exploration let's say mm-hmm. it could be the story of being an artist and therefore they end up spending a lot of time doing photography etc etc it doesn't matter whether they reach the what is considered as the highest echelons of that story but they become part of that story and in that whatever they use those become symbols of the story and then other people get inspired by that story and they start appropriating those symbols mm-hmm. the biker radio broadcast listen connect right on oh, this is interesting did you look at it this way the story yeah i mean he explains it pretty uh, eloquently yeah. as any storyteller would yeah and uh, he's obviously done a lot of uh, research around it obviously he did his masters mm-hmm. in true uh, design uh, and this was one of the topics that he did uh, research on mm. so he speaks with some authority on it and we're taking his word for it completely <laughs> no it's a very viable story it's a, it's a brilliantly put story there's only one you know one one thing that's been on my mind is you know this thing about the cave thing i've heard it many times mm. that man was drawing these things on the cave walls and you know yeah i was like um we didn't he have like anything else to draw okay fine maybe nothing else was there to draw oh. uh did he hunt only once in his entire lifetime wouldn't he kind of been putting up more paintings you know maybe sometime he rolled a stone and there is no stone painting there like in of <laughs> you know stone being rolled or or some other pursuit that he might have right there seems to be only this one fascination or what we think is the story and you know so wherever you see cave paintings they always tend to represent or at least in our mind this story about the man and a hunt yeah because uh, there could I be mean, other I, stories I there there obviously i mean there surely would be other stories were to explain that i think 
uh, one uh, the canvas was limited to the cave you were in yeah one yeah and uh, food was uh, the most essential primal requirement right true so the only way to get it before you started growing your own food yeah was to kill another animal and eat it true so i think uh, top of your mind is food yeah and canvas limited so i yeah, think that kind of one painting yeah i mean yeah, but there will be other painting what also. 364 days what are you going to do no I but mean, what do you think it was to one day to yeah. paint <laughs> You I mean, told me so. You're doing okay. Next Microsoft Paint ke upar, you're doing multiple. <laughs> but next year maybe we'll, we'll change the painting. We'll do something else. No, we'll but once it's engraved, we go to another cave. So maybe there's something. So, no, but there weren't too many caves, and there wasn't population wasn't know, like abhi current time. <laughs> I buy your story. <laughs> I only try to make my story. You're spinning my story. <laughs> well, the story is interesting. It is, no? no it, it is, is very is. interesting. Hi, this is Samrat. 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 And you're on the long way home. home. So in some ways motorcycle has become a symbol for a story which is which can go in many ways right over a period of time uh, and since the advent of motorcycling let's say uh, in the 50s and 60s you know when the GIs came back uh, if you look at the history of motorcycling uh, the whole 50s 60s was of course it was about uh, easy rider right you are mm-hmm. at one level you are exploring and trying to find what the country is because that was the cheapest mode of transport before that cars were not cheap mm-hmm. mm, so one was that exploring country and your people mm-hmm. the other was being the rebel right if you look at what a front both of these films came out let's say about what 56 57 mm-hmm. and then of course there were you know over a period of time clubs or communities form around this because mm-hmm. uh, horse or horses get replaced by motorcycling uh, motorcycles and it sort of became a symbol of independence symbol of which is often construed as freedom a uh, symbol of independent travel i would say and mm-hmm. in some ways part of the whole story of exploration exploration mm-hmm. has many stories and then over a period of time in the 60s and 70s and 80s somewhere there's another narrative that sort of came in okay. which is about the narrative of speed or technology mm-hmm. which also if you see around that time it has always been there but on that time it's to do with sort of explosion of media television okay. uh, etc you see we don't know too much before 1950s about athletic performance and how it sort of Mm, progressed right okay. you know a little bit about jcuns in 1932 olympics mm-hmm. but till 1960 olympics we don't really know much 1958 world cup very few people know about 54 world cup or 50 world cup right so this athletic performance as it's growing people tried exploring human boundaries mm. and uh, they start gaining momentum okay. as technology progresses and if you look at the 80s and 90s it became really about the the narrative of speed took over mm-hmm. the narrative of exploration sort of got a little sideline mm-hmm. and that's where the whole grand prix sports motorcycle and the japanese 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 motorcycles changed the paradigm completely but if you actually think about japanese motorcycles were when they came in the 60s they were really copies of uh traditional yeah, motorcycles completely. american italian german okay. british european motorcycles 
But then over a period of time, they figured they're better in engineering, they're more reliable and so on and so forth. And this has always been part of the automobile uh, narrative that you had to prove that you are better and therefore you created competitions. Mm-hmm. And earlier the competitions were slightly different. So, I mean, if I could borrow a page from Royal Enfield history in, uh, and this is totally not trying to plug the brand. No, no. But, uh, um, but in 1950s, uh, late 40s and early 50s, there used to be something called international six-day trials. Mm-hmm. So it was not even, it was not a rally not a race, but the motorcycle had to go through over six days, different sections. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was almost precursor of um, your, um, not the raid, the Dakar Dakar. rally. The Dakar car. Right, okay. the Dakar. So, Dakar. Right. And, but the difference is, it would be a lot more technical because you would go from almost, you know, rocky terrain, you would go over the tree trunks and that kind of stuff. And the manufacturers took part in them to showcase the capability of the motorcycle and they were speed distance uh, you know measured so they were sections where you measured the speed and distance but the narrative was it's a solid machine it will not break down it can take a lot of load and so on and so forth as machines started progressing technology started progressing at a uh, faster clip then speed became important and as the you know American freeways became you know Mm post-war they they were really long freeways being made therefore it was it was important that you cover distances faster right right. and therefore what became most important both in automobile i mean i mean in all automobiles both in car and motorcycles is that how fast can you go okay and and that became a larger narrative uh in cars i think it is still the you know mainstream more narrative and even in motorcycles And it just continued through 90s. And again, somewhere late 90s, early 2000s. It's not that the other narrative was not there. They were there. People were always riding motorcycles or always driving cars long distances. I mean, Dakar Rally was one of the examples where... But they were few and far between. I mean, we don't really know. I mean, we know the Grand Prix and, you know, Isle of Man TT races and... uh, all of that, but we don't really know about endurance races, mm-hmm. except right. for Le Mans, which is um, yeah. where you do twenty-four hour, right? Um, so, coming back to coming back to the identity piece, yeah. is that I think finally it's about that. What do you want to say about yourself? The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. But we already knew a little about the trial races because. Samrat and even Vijay Parmar had already told us a little bit about them. But earlier this week, we had some fresh stock from the RE stables come out. Chip of the old blocks, the RE 350 and 500 trials. And so I called up trial king Veernakai and asked him some cricket questions to begin with. Have you played any cricket? Never. I'm sure you have. Never. You haven't? Detest the sport. Okay. (laughs) You know, the first, when you have a match between two teams, it's like you can't get me out. I just want to check the pitch and everything. But that's a a cheating way when we're children. No, no, first of all, our trial. But that is our like full trial. Because then then we can't be out on the duck. So, I mean, yeah. So, what is a trial bike? Just kidding. Welcome back to the Biker Radio Broadcast. You're on the Biker Radio Soundboard. 
Lord. This is Veer Nakai explaining what a trial bike is. Bike Radio Soundboard. Basically, the trials are a sport where you kind of get over and around a certain amount of objects without putting your foot down. Basically, it's just that simple. On a motorcycle. Oh, it's not a race. I mean, they may have a time course on uh, as a part of it, but speed is not the idea. It's skill based, yeah. Because if you put your foot down once, you get a point. Twice, you get a second point. You do it the third time, you get okay. three points. Right after that, you can okay. put your foot down as many times as you want, but you have achieved three points. Uh, <laughs> if you stall the motorcycle. you get 5 points if you drop the bike uh. you get 5 points if you leave the course or hit the course mar- the markers that keep you within the course you get 5 points uh so wow. you don't you don't want 5 points cuz 5 is the maximum and if you've already put your foot down 3 times and you have 3 points and then you achieve 5 points then you then 5 is your number and 5 is basically uh, a bad number you don't want 5 <laughs> so the idea is to get through it with the lowest amount of numbers possible and uh, when you look at the motorcycle it doesn't look like any other motorcycle you ever seen it doesn't have a seat it has a very yeah. sm- it has a very small uh, uh yeah. gas tank it uh, it is very light but it started with a yeah. modest old motorcycles that we call modern retros or just retro style motorcycles yeah it's what i mean where royal right. enfield kind of fits in i think the cost is just about 20000 over and above the actual bullet is what i heard i've heard we've seen the same bullet for ages right. and ages and ages right. it's a nice update it's right. a refreshing update it has some history to it and if you do want to go and uh, muck around with your friends and find obstacles to jump over it i mean it'll do it and it'll be fun doing it bike radio sound hi this is samrat and you're listening to bike radio broadcast Welcome back. We're on the long way home with Samrat Som, head of apparel and gear at Royal Enfield, our guest on the 32nd episode of the Biker Radio broadcast. So I shared a story of a friend of mine who some 10 years back was complaining about having only two Hugo Boss suits in his wardrobe. He was complaining, you know. And each suit was probably somewhere around 50,000 rupees or a little maybe more. And uh. and I was as usual popping, you know, pragmatic popcorn ideas and asked him if he really needed a 50000 rupee suit you know i mean that also two of them yeah and he had to wear it to work so what did he say he and the, this guy was the country manager of mobla oh the pens yeah acha and he told me you know better this is my kavach okay kavach my, my body armor and i think i know what because i guess that's the story samrat is referring to this is what his prognosis was Hi, this is Samrat. 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 And you're on the long way home. So interesting. Now, you know what you're essentially talking about is politics of clothing in the in some ways, or sociology of clothing. Okay. So if you look at clothing, hmm. um, again, theory, <laughs> my theory. If you look at it, we are most comfortable with our body when we are most intimate. right uh in the most we trust our body only with the most intimate of um how do i say persons or only ourselves so you're not even conf- i mean comfortable being naked unless you are in yeah in the bathroom or 
you are with your most intimate uh, sort of consort, uh, consort partner or whatever it is, right? right? Otherwise, you you have a layer on you, right? Right, and then as you come out of be- your bedroom, you keep on putting layers. If you think about it that way, okay. right? And the most formal you become is when you go to the court. Yeah. Not necessarily True. the uh, court, but let's say you're going to take an award from the president or whatever. And if you think about from historical times, the most formal you got was when you went to the king's court. Mm-hmm. That's when you, you wore most the most layered, most dressed up and so on and so forth. So in some ways, clothing has its own code of formality. It's almost like armor. It is armor. Right? It, it is, is armor. It is in armor. some ways, there are a lot of connections, right? Is, Motorcycling is. armor. And it was not stitched. True. Absolutely. But yeah, it had a concept. Was, uh, I mean, a functional purpose. Functional you had purpose. You to protect and yeah. you had to fight. Yeah. So it had to be flexible at the same time. You had to protect your vital right. parts. Right. And, uh, and uh, you had a... Uh, um, but your wraps also changed True. as you went to... So your Uttariya, mm-hmm. which is when you walk in the street, right. vis-a-vis when you go to the court, mm-hmm. then you change that, right? right. It became right. more right. embellished and, and so on. And, so and you know, right. those kinds of treatments right. came in. And then, of course... Um, with the Islamic invasion came your Angrakhas and right. because now you can't get away, if you can't change history. Okay. Right. So now you suddenly cannot change to go back to being bare chested. Yeah, obviously. Now, if you look at our clothing today, in many areas, we have appropriated willingly a Western sense of clothing. Yes. Right. Yes. Even in corporate, you are wearing, we are wearing suits and even in winter, we are wearing jackets, etc. Even in the most casual way, right? In some cases, we are trying to find our own story and there are these, let's say, a Fab India or a Khadi or a Gudat or these kind of symbols help. Uh, Not only symbols as brands, but also as products that they create. So if I were to choose and not to wear uh, Western clothing... I do have a fair amount of option today to wear kurta and mm, pajama or whatever, churidar or dhoti, if I so chose. The challenge today is, uh, it's not the challenge, it's really the the dichotomy that you're talking about. Today, while in general we have adopted such a Western sort of concept in pretty much everything, and motorcycling is a Western concept, right? Uh, I mean, it's universal now, but it came from there. Now, those who want to, those who are, let's say, in at an introductory phase of okay. buying into this story, yeah. they do have to find those, right? right? It's the easiest. Right? It's the easiest, right? It's there, so you... It's there, that's the... And that's what you want to look like. That's... You bought the motorcycle as part of the story, right? It's You're buying the camera, it's like it's like that. Um, and those who are really deep and that's the other journey that I wanted to uh, allude to so I think the journey that people go through and not all of them some I think first like your both speaker I want to buy the, buy this but once I've bought our camera I, I know that you use this camera therefore I go and buy the camera to be a little bit like you but once I've bought the camera and once I've become a little more serious about this story that I I'm so inspired by, I start finding nuances and I start getting more deep into it and I start picking up, let's say, then I start acquiring equipment as I acquire knowledge. According to my knowledge, I acquire equipment. 
and then after a point i think it becomes an inward journey mm-hmm. same thing happens in motorcycling i think in the beginning you want to be part of a bigger story because you got inspired in some ways some people stop by buying the motorcycle and the helmet some go on to buy the jacket and the whole look and so on and so forth and do some rides and after that they stop some continue to do rides but don't do the journey internally mm-hmm. but i think there are few who get into that space where they start asking why am i doing this and then everything else becomes right. uh secondary secondary right but the irony is when everything else becomes secondary then you're not interested in the symbols then you're not interested in the right. biggest brands etc exactly. then you're interested in the experience experience yeah. and what helps me get that experience best yeah therefore you choose your symbols accordingly so you met gordon may at uh, yes. last november right mm-hmm. so when i speak to all the Uh, i come from a very different you know for 13 years i sold most formal of clothing and designed suit tie i used to travel with like three pairs of philip imagine it sounds the funniest thing is i how i used to travel i used to travel for even 7 days i would travel with like three four pairs of shoes and believe me pocket squares <laughs> you know oh six seven God. different pocket squares etc I find a huge journey that I have gone through right. in my own head. Okay. okay. Saying do I need you were do I need this? The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. So what do you really need? Dal bhat power, 24 hour, <laughs> no shit, no shower. We're back this time in Kathmandu with the Himalayan hero Ethan White from Columbus, Ohio. in the united states of america getting a taste of happiness in the himalayas on my way again my way hey shandy it's ethan white here with the himalayan heroes on my way we rode into kathmandu during the holy festival which was uh wildly interesting because you know there were people throwing water water balloons um and paint at us as we're rolling into the city on the motorcycle it was absolutely amazing i mean to have paint thrown at us uh, right while we're riding our motorcycles was it was pretty awesome you know we didn't feel um unsafe at all or tense we understood that this was uh something that the locals do every year and that we were just going to be a part of the celebration and So really we just wanted to get as colorful as possible and I had a lot of fun doing that stopping and talking with the locals and getting painted up and and getting some water on us it was a really fun cool thing I I really couldn't have planned for something to go that well we didn't know it was going to happen it just turned out to be a beautiful stroke of luck to be out here for an event like that so I'm very grateful that we got to experience um a festival here in Kathmandu that I've seen on National Geographic uh, when I was in America and I remember thinking to myself man I'd love to be there for one of those events. So it was really special to get to come out here and partake in that. Um Holy Fest turned out to be even more special when we got off of our motorcycles. And that's because the cultural differences between America and Nepal are that strangers here were walking up to me and touching my face and and putting this paint on it. And at first I thought, 
what the hell is going on? You know, don't touch my face. That was my initial reaction because in America, you don't touch other people, especially on their face. People become violent. I had to remember very quickly that Nepal is a happy country and these people are not trying to hurt me. I have to let this happen. I have to let these people paint my face whatever color they want um, because that is just a requirement if you want to hang out. So we had some really interesting things, riding wheelies through the city, covered in paint. You know, we were probably freaking some people out, but we were just having some fun and we didn't mean any harm. It was a great overall finish to the tour. We are now done riding motorcycles. Riding that wheelie was super special for me because that's something I set out to do in my head for months. I've wanted to ride a wheelie on a Royal Enfield and I know that nobody really has. You can't find any videos on the internet of anybody doing something like that. So I wanted to be the guy to come home with a, a photo proof of riding a wheelie on a Royal Enfield Himalayan and it took me about eight or nine days to perfect it, but at this point I can pretty much ride it all the way down the street if I want to. So I'm very happy about that. That was honestly one of my biggest goals coming out here and riding that motorcycle. So super pumped to get there and get that, uh, that done and get it photographed. I'm going to be making some short movies that are going to be posted to my social medias mainly it's at country grammar on instagram and i'm just going to continue to show the adventure with himalayan heroes through the lens of me and uh i invite you guys to watch it's it's you know it's pretty funny it's <laughs> what can i say man ethan white here on my way on the biker radio broadcast my way Biker Radio Broadcast advises safety at all times. Discusses underage riding, but celebrates the spirit of motorcycling. And how? Hi, this is Samrat. And you're listening to Biker Radio Broadcast. So yeah, Samrat was pretty amazed, huh? How much of uh, good yarn we liked. What do you do with the yarn? Uh, you spin it. You spin it? Yeah. Yeah, because we hardly got to speak. I mean, he was expecting us to speak about, you know, his motorcycling, motorcycles. You know, and he couldn't find any more yeah, <laughs> motorcycles in the conversation. So, so we must pause a minute here to dwell on this a little more. Because okay. the Biker Radio broadcast has little to do with motorcycles. Oh, yeah. But has everything to do with the people on them or the people behind them. Yeah. That's who that we're really interested in. Right. You know, it's after all, people's stories. So having said that, it yeah. would be unfair to let Samrat go yeah. without a peek into the kind of challenges he has to face in his line of work. Right. In this case, designing a helmet. Hi, this is Samrat. Samrat, Samrat, Samrat. And you're on the long way home. So when I started looking at motorcycle gear and clothing and all of that, I always wore a half-face helmet. I, I, I can't wear full-face. I mean, I'm not very comfortable wearing a full-face helmet. I never wore a helmet while playing cricket. Uh, I'm just not very comfortable. I feel peripherally it blocks me. Mm. And I thought for a brand like Royal Enfield, Half Face is the, you know, that's the aesthetic, right? You're cruising and so on and so forth. And every serious motorcyclist you speak to says, what Half Face mm -hmm. helmet? You, you have to do some serious good helmet, good uh, safety. Uh, you know, it has to be fiberglass. It has to be this. It has to be that and so on and so forth. Sure. Then you speak to Gordon, mm. who rides across continents. Right. And I asked him, so what 
helmet helmet is always half wear a half face helmet mm. because i do not ride as fast mm. i ride at my own speed i'm very comfortable that i'm not going to come off the motorcycle even if i do it will be at a slower speed or something it's and my idea of motorcycling is i am traveling through absolutely strange unknown places yeah. people don't like to see an alien wearing mm. a full face helmet if i have to stop and ask somebody which way to go right. they need to see my face they need to see my absolutely. facial expression etc look so, into your eyes clearly. look into eyes absolutely absolutely so when you when you know what you are doing it for right. then you don't choose symbols then you choose equipment then you choose everything because yeah. they work for the story and then those things start defining you yeah. and they become your yeah. story yeah they become right. then Absolutely. people get inspired by if the if people get inspired by you then so so uh, just don't run after what is trending say or what everybody is telling you yeah you first decide what you want to ride what are the kind of rides that you want to do right pick your gear accordingly and then also marry that with who you are right and how you are going to because I mean, you know, we have an example of uh, somebody we all know mm. uh, who was who actually has had an incident with his eye, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's busted his eye right. because he, you know, something flew into his face. Right. Yeah. Couldn't help it. Yeah. And he was probably in the same space. Yeah. Wasn't going very fast. Right. But it just happened. Yeah. So of course there will be exceptions to all this, yeah. but. find your own thing you find your own thing you know i it's like getting the geruva to become a sanyasi so it is you don't yeah. have to get a geruva right. right right you can be a sanyasi in you can be sitting in a dance bar and be a sanyasi be a sanyasi right. yeah tumne to question mark wala t-shirt pehna hai tumko aise to hai chahiye pata hai iske kaun sa brand hai ye brand hai gas सवाल पूछनेशन यूजिंग दिस as a platform hmm. yeah. so we've experimented with uh, something which is already on our uh, introduction which is uh, a rag which is an early morning rag you only hear it at that time hmm. and we have a friend who's rendered it for us but it has some rootedness in it similarly is there room for creating a bandhani motorcycling jacket yeah Yeah, in a so nutshell, room. I mean, we're just kind of exploring with you here, right? And now. it is the room. Have you have you thought about it? I mean, because you know you're in a kind of space that right. Yeah, yeah. Focus. So, like we were talking, I don't know if it was registered that we have been saying that can we bring in uh, crafts yeah. from the regions that we go to? Yeah. Uh, can they influence the kind of clothing yeah. that we're doing, even if in a minor way? you may not be able to because there is a consideration in terms of safety etc right. uh we have already done we have done some indigo prints mm -hmm. where we have borrowed from our journeys through rajasthan right. uh we have borrowed motifs uh, in terms of block print etc but we probably can do it more authentic in the sense work with block printers and indigo dyers whether it's rajasthan whether it's uh, whether it's tamil nadu etc so to bring in let's say a certain indian uh, ness in in motorcycling gear um there are many ways of doing it uh the consideration always is about 
commercial viability right. and are there enough people who are uh giving enough thought to this yeah and saying i would buy this over this we have looked at it and we are saying motorcycling is still a very new phenomenon and here those who are coming in mm. they are looking at motorcycling so the standards are already set right so people are looking to express themselves through motorcycling but within motorcycling it's not big enough yet for people to find another niche within motorcycling the biker radio broadcast listen connect right on aur please na aarya hai na jaariya hai na aarya hai ना जा रहा है ई तो हेलमेट बिना पहने बस खड़े खड़े मुस्कुरा रहा है आर्या है ना जा रहा है ये तो हेलमेट बिना पहनने बस खड़े खड़े मुस्कुरा रिया है दैट वॉज हॉर्न प्लीज आवर रोड सेफ्टी शायरी फॉर द वीक रेंडर्ड बाय नॉन अदर दैन शैंडीज पेंटर हु हैज अ डेड पैन इंटरनेशन हुजूर जमील खान इज नॉट योर पेंटर इज नॉट माय पेंटर इज द बिल्डिंग्स पेंटर इज द बिल्डिंग्स पेंटर हॉर्न प्लीज इज आवर अटेम्प्ट एट फर्दरिंग द डायलॉग ऑन रोड सेफ्टी या but continuing with the helmet theme let's get back on the long way home with samrat som hi this is samrat 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 and you're on the long way home so i looked at motorcycling clothing i said this you'll have to have a special you know sort of section in your wardrobe yeah. then every time you have to get on a motorcycle you have to plan yeah. uh, or every day you can't wear this yeah. then for special rides you'll wear this special rides <laughs> so when i wa- went on my first sort of i mean long ride longish from goa to bombay eh bombay to goa mm. i said i'm riding with a group of people and so therefore i need to give them and lot of times it is about lot of groups won't ride with you if you don't ride with the right kind of equipment absolutely right? yeah, yeah because they don't want to be encumbered okay. with some responsibility that if you came off then you are if you are not protected you will have more injury than than i can deal with uh, you can anyway have but that's what people don't accept right we are all trying to minimize risks let's say so i rode in whatever gear were accepted in fact there were some international journalists french etc they came in without any gear riding in india what is there ride half face helmet basic leather jacket then we had to insist no 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 you have to go and pick up uh, thing anyway then last year i was i was riding in portugal mm. and so what i found is if i could i'm most happy wearing my jeans right. if i could create a pair of jeans that at least gives me the sense of protection that the kind of riding i'm going to do if i ever came off the motorcycle i'll remain protected mm-hmm. uh, same goes with shoes and i knew i was riding in summer so i had a mesh jacket uh, the only thing that i did is i i uh, rode with a full face helmet oh, you did i did i did um and gloves? i was just gloves of course uh, gloves i think is 
and i was very happy with the result i was comfortable i in my head i looked pretty normal i could walk in of course with the helmet etc and then something hit very close so last year in september when we were in california we were riding um, mm-hmm. you know we were launching the new motorcycle oh, yes. we were riding we were like bitching around why aren't we there <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's when you know you start so i was riding and three of us um, siddharth was riding and i was riding and there was another guy and we were not riding in a group we we're just going on our own just on the same route flowing and nobody is following nobody is chasing there's no commitment to stay together or anything we just and on a curve i realized i chose the wrong line by the time i tried to get back in line it was too late so i had a big spill there was a really big spill and the motorcycle ended up in the ditch upside down um i slid and i actually had a little bit of a hit on a aluminum pole mm-hmm. uh, on the side of the road oh my God. on my on my head oh. and um, so i came off very luckily with just a little scratch on my on the side of my body nothing else mm-hmm. and i was wearing riding denims i was wearing shoes that sneakers that we designed and yeah. it's not again nothing to plug but i was in some ways it made me realize that even if i didn't hit my head on the road i had no control over where i was going i mean where one could go mm. uh, how you would have ended how would you know same bobby example uh, you know i could have worn a half face helmet and i don't know what would have happened um so so there is a there is a learning there uh, there is a learning in being protected uh there is a learning in knowing that motorcycle is inherently a uh, dangerous pursuit mm. uh and you know car you're inside a bubble in motorcycling you are and you your you focus changes you are the bubble your focus changes you have to you know you concentrate and that's when once you start concentrating on your motorcycle and the road etc that's when you start finding that really mm-hmm. you know it's it's very it's inexplicable it's like it's like that meditation thing mm-hmm. when you if you start um concentrating on how no you're breathing, breathing yeah. then you get into a space where you forget about breathing you forget about everything else and you your mind goes into its own uh, but in a very controlled way it it doesn't think of anything else mm-hmm. the moment you start thinking of something else then these mishaps happen so i'm still convinced that you don't have to look alien you can find your own story yourself the biker radio broadcast listen connect right on board of exams are over holy is over ha uh, mercury is hitting 36 maybe in a little more now not just the temperature outside but also politically oh yeah with the elections coming up ac servicing karwane ka time aa gaya hai but in a few days uh, the high mountain passes are going to be opening and i don't know are we going to ride out well, we yeah, can start we'll, we'll let's think I'll, about it we yeah. can start planning planning kar sakte but uh, you have to certainly start planning yeah and and plan and figure out who you want to go on a ride with yeah yeah very important very important so we put that question to samrat and he said hi this is samrat 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 and you're on the long way home if you had the opportunity hmm. to ride with anybody 
from history hmm. or from contemporary times hmm. fantasy or real fantasy or real who would it be oh. and why only one na chal do ho jaye chalo teen 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 done do you have an order of preference uh, yeah order of preference let i can lady. give you let, let the lady <laughs> let the lady no i think the lady would come last, last as a order of preference that, that would go on wow, the longest i'm pretty good at guessing that side would be the longest right <laughs> yeah hopefully <laughs> no i'm pretty uh, i think it would be bob dylan neil young uh Gabriela Sabatini and at a pinch David Beckham. Oh wow. Oh, awesome. Yeah. David Beckham ka sa choice man. David Beckham ka sa gaya. Oh, left winger. <laughs> no, no, right winger khelta tha. But magar tum to left winger ho na. No, no, no. no. <laughs> left leaning. <laughs> left leaning right winger. No. No, it's uh, you know, it's uh, I don't know. So Dylan Dylan always has been i mean he's one of my favorite uh i don't know he may not even talk if we write together definitely during the ride he won't talk he probably will be nice he'll write something down you never know uh, you never know what will happen but he also crashed a lot so i don't know what will happen <laughs> that's something in common i mean he works for both of you yeah so we just have to be careful uh neil young i think is very very interesting i i mean besides dylan and Leonard Cohen Neil Young has been a big influence in my just uh, just the range of uh, experiences that he has gone through and he has able to he has been able to sort of um, get them from those depths um, mm-hmm. beautiful uh, so i think he will have it will be just nice to you know at the end of the ride sit there and dilan and nilang sing live one thing for sure you certainly been in good company <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the choice right what if you want at the end of the night you want some good people singing i was hoping for some bad company but it's all right <laughs> well for that there is savatini right <laughs> right <laughs> you remember her right oh, you, you yeah. guys would remember oh, man. there's something about the number 2 that's Such the that's the uh, that's the i think i think it's a self reflection i think it's a self reflection absolutely no no i know it is self reflection it's totally self reflection it's just uh, yeah i think i think the champions uh, champions bring in a certain level of steeliness yeah. certain level of you know discipline and really really you really have to want it um really badly and yeah. the second guys the quality must be that they have some other interest than there must be something else right. they must not be as focused they must not have been as Possibly, focused yeah. uh, and maybe that's what i i identify with the biker radio broadcast listen connect right on what was it about gabriela sabatini I mean if if the two were out there and then obviously Steffi would win it's like would usually win I mean in more ways than one is it avantage Steffi Graf yes but no right almost there almost there line call <laughs> but like uh, Samrat says uh, maybe they had other interests and they were not as focused number yeah. two's which is all right actually yeah that's perfectly all right and yeah. so what's 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 today's date 29th 9th of march of march everything is over the ides of march are also getting over i would imagine yes they are uh, april fools day are <laughs> ah 
Do you something have to look forward to. Do you have anything planned specially? No, I'm looking forward to Baisakhi, Poyla Boishak. Ah. Oh yeah. Nice. Good fun. Nice. What do you do on Baisakhi? Nothing. Nothing. Good. That's pretty much everything that we do on Poyla Boishak. <laughs> Hi, this is Samrat. 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 And you're on the long way home. So all of this translates into your work. I don't know how. I'm sure it does. A lot of it does. Um, a lot of my work is who I am, and who I am is because all the things that I spoke about, all of it informs me. Uh, sometimes, of course, you have to keep certain things aside and make sure that you know you have a job and you're mm. doing it. But I think the best part of the job is best part of the brand, the job, Siddharth, is um, that it allows you to channel. a lot of it bring all of it together mm-hmm. and <clears throat> i think part of whether it's artist designer whatever you are part of it is to edit and see what fits uh, what right. fits where so right. just to translate what do you do at royal it's very difficult to uh, everybody at royal enfield says this has got the same answer <laughs> about themselves or about me? Very difficult. How about you? What about themselves. themselves? What do you do at Royal Enfield? Um, <laughs> it always starts with this monosyllabic <laughs> question. You know, so that's what I told Siddharth. It's it's such a fantastic thing about this about this organization where yeah. at least four or five people can claim that they have the best job in the world. Right. Imagine not bad. And eh? uh, not bad. And then Siddharth says, "But me?" <laughs> so he, I mean, we all agree that he has the best job in the world. <laughs> But uh, what I do is what I yeah, I set up the whole apparel business, I mean, in some ways pretty much from the scratch. And now I I still design uh the apparel uh but i take care of the whole content piece and right. um, store design visual merchandising uh so, so uh, where, where are we going with this I, are I, we going forward is it expanding it is it is okay. uh it is uh, not necessarily always in number retail f- footprints right. because i think we have we have got a good size now good good number of uh sales points etc okay um it's 875 plus so mm-hmm. Wow. it's um it's a solid distribution network wow. now the idea is to make sure the the experience is as consistent as it visually looks if you see no motorcycle brand needs to do visual merchandising they they have a very basic approach to visual merchandising but it is uh, it is almost imperative for us to have a really good store experience part of which is uh, evolved visual merchandising store layout where people can find get excited so that's that's what i said right you first you want to buy the motorcycle for whatever reasons but when you come in how do i the way i see it the purpose of royal enfield in some ways the really higher order purpose is to excite people about a world of exploration mm-hmm. really that there is a world um beyond the way we live 9 to 5 and every day and there's no judgment as long as you can partake in that world to whatever extent you can so some people can if they can do it for 45 minutes a day some people can do 6 hours a weekend and some people can do all through the year travel around uh, the idea is to get people from behind their screens and behind their mundane life lives and an experience uh, something beyond travel mm-hmm. 
I see it as you know exploration at three different levels. One is yes. uh, you explore a place, a space geographically. You, if you are so bent, you explore the machine or you understand the machine, and in some ways it allows you to understand yourself, and that puts you in the journey of understanding yourself. You know, so being. Uh, if you know your machine behaves in a particular way, mm. then you either correct it or you accept it. And when you accept it, then it allows you to. So it's almost like life. You find your own journey, and you find yourself to be one with the equipment and the road. And third is the journey in the mind. The mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Third is the journey in the mind. Is what starts as a as an external journey becomes an internal journey. But Samrat, thank you so much. It's been a thank fantastic Shivratri. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Pleasure talking to you. Thanks for thank you for being on the Biker Radio broadcast and on the long way home. Thank you. Thank you for having me. The Biker Radio broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. So show some up. Show some up. And if anybody has to ever get in touch with us. <laughs> The email is mail at broadcast.com brodcast.com and the whatsapp number is 89202-76675 yeah and we're not going to be at this address for very long the mail address the mail address are you shifting yes we should be shifting very soon cool okay have a lovely summer thank you so I think we're at the end of the show right now and it's time to say thank you to everybody. Samrat, obviously. Yep. And, to and to Ethan White. Ethan White. To Veer to Nakai. To Veer Nakai. And to everybody who led us to all these people. Yes. And we'll be back. We'll be back with episode number 33. Uh-huh. We're laughing our way right now. Because it's episode number 32. Cool. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> I know. We'll see you on episode number 33. Until then, it is. Over and out, over and out.